I try to eat well. Um, also take my vitamins. Um, drink clean water. This is more than therapy. Podcast. Every weekend, I'll sit down and I'll talk. This is more than therapy. It doesn't have to be a long list of things. It might be one of the things. This is more than therapy. More than therapy. Podcast. This is more than therapy. Podcast. Or whatever today. Like today, I would learn about this is more than therapy podcast and welcome to another episode of more than therapy today we speak with Gemma Asalam regarding spiritual growth spiritual wellness as we previously talked in other episodes about mind and body wellness but the mind and body cannot be well if the soul is not well. The soul cannot be well if the mind and body are not well. As a holistic being, we must address all parts of the person, and that is mind, body, and soul. Gemma, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. For sure. What brings you here today? <laughs> Gemma, you're one of the people that I see that really adheres to a high ethical and spiritual standard. What brought you to your spirituality? What makes that one of your strong values or your strongest value? That's a very, very deep question. Um, I think for me, it started probably when I was a child. I think um, it's, a, it's a value that was passed on to me by my parents because they went to, very religious, went to church every Sunday, right. um, Sunday school, um, service during the week. So <clears throat> I think it's a, definitely a value that was instilled early on in, uh, with me and my siblings. Um, so I think that's that's what the driving force is. I, and I can't see myself. I think I, I was at a crossroad at some point where, um, you know, you know, you kind of, as you get older, you're trying to feel yourself, you're trying to figure out who you are. And I think I, you know, I have walked away from the church, so to speak. Um, not completely, but just not going to church as much. Um, but I realized that <clears throat> when I was away from the church, that's when I struggled the most. I think I had more hardships. I think when I wasn't putting God first. So I think um, that's what drives me now. I think more so this is something that I recognize that I need versus something that was passed on to me. My parents do church. I don't do church, or that's something they do, and I'm just doing it because out of respect to them. And, um, now it's more so my walk, my relationship with God. It's very important. Um, no matter where I am, no matter what relationship I'm in, um, they all know that God is important to me. So that's for me pretty much uh, the driving force. Indeed, indeed. Mind, body, soul, those of us in the helping field, in our teachings and our learnings, they always say, oh, don't talk about religion, da da da, stay away from that. What we find that in many people's lives is either that lack of, that pull away from, or trauma associated with, that contributes a lot of times to their mental illnesses, that deals with their crises. Sometimes a crisis is embedded in their spirituality. In your life, in your world, can you give us an example of how spirituality, your adherence to it, helped you through some crossroads? Mm-hmm. I think with, um, I have to say dealing with people. <laughs> um, that's how, definitely I can see that, how spirituality has played in my life. Because the people, you know, I think um, 
I've had, like, I guess I can use the work setting as an example. Um, I've had, you know, people that I work with, they would talk about me, you know, um, you know, with other coworkers or try to make you look bad in front of people, you know, and it seemed like, you know, like they just seem to be your enemy, so to speak. And I think with me through prayer, um, and just, I think the mindset of serving them, um, like they, like I think the Bible talks about, they hit you on one cheek, exactly on one cheek, you, you know, you turn the other, other cheek, so they exactly on that one as well. And I think using that as a, you know, just I'm here to serve, I'm here to help, I'm not here to be part of the problem or part of the solution. I think that's what's helped me. I think, um, and I've only did that during Christ, because I think Gemma, you know, my flesh would have done otherwise. If they treat me wrong, I'm going to treat them wrong back. I'm going to do, you know, do them the same way they would do me. And so I think for me, it would be also just always looking at it as I'm here, you know, I have to be an example. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm leading that life, you know, um, a Christ-like life, I have to be the example and try to, you know, work with them, try to do my best. But I, I've noticed that, like I said, when I pray about it and give it to God, it, it, it works itself out. Because God can do far more than I can ever do to anybody anymore. You know, so I just kind of, like I said, I think those are like different successes that I've had. I think just being spiritual um, is just giving it to God. You know, not worry about it, not stress myself out about certain things that's happening at the job or who's trying to take me out. You know, just try to focus on doing my job and God allows me to do that. It's an excellent point. Let go and let God. A lot of times we hold on to stressors, worry about things, have anxiety about things that we absolutely have no control over. So we waste invaluable mind and spirit, body resources to address something that we can't even readily address with this anxiety and depression. If we could only simply let go and let God, not saying that you don't do anything regarding alleviation of the issue, we're just letting know, do what you can as it pertains to it, and the rest of it, you can't do anything about it, so why fret over it? Why get in a rut about it? Yeah, I think even now, like for this session, I think I prayed this morning um, about just this podcast, you know, because I, I, like I said, I was sharing with you, you know, before, is that I have a, I know I have control issues, you know, everything, you know, want to control this, control that, and I have to pray through not to control what's going on, you know, and I have to say, you know, God, you know, you know, what needs to be said, what not needs to be said, you know, just the giving it to God so that I don't build up this anxiety that I have to control everything. Um, and also nerves, you know, you just get nervous about things, especially your first time, it's my first time being on a podcast. And so I just, like I said, pray through it um, to get through it. So I think that's me another way of how, how I you know, use um, spirituality. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Control reminds me of a Janet Jackson song. <laughs> yes, and she's a woman that likes to be in control. What about you wants you to have that much control of your life? Is it a lack of control you had in childhood? A lack of control you had in certain relationships? <laughs> What's up? What's it? No, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of any other situation that we would be controlled, that we wouldn't have control. Parenthood. Jobs, you know what I'm saying? Especially certain jobs that you might have had in which you didn't have control, that if you just had a little bit more, you could have given a better outcome for that business or agency. Mm -hmm. But you said parenthood? Parenthood, yeah, parenthood. You tell me about that. Yeah. Um, parenting or just a little bit of, of what you touched on? <laughs> I think 
I want to touch a little bit on where came, like you talked about the origination from where it might have come from. Um, definitely, I think childhood. Uh, a lot of things that we do that affects us now in adults comes from our childhood. I think um, I think it would be just uh, I think about a I think about a time where uh, when I was going to college and because um, my dad when we were growing up, my dad always had whatever he was into. We were into. If my dad was in politics, we were in politics. If he was running for office, we was out there running, you know, passing all leaflets. We were registering people to vote, um, collecting signatures, things like that. So, and then um, my dad got into um, filming his own production, um, his own talk show, and I would be behind the scenes. And like I said, whatever he was into, we was into. He would bring us to the classes and teach us how to run the, um, you know, the machine, the, the cameras behind the scenes. And so I liked it, um, you know, doing it. And I felt like I wanted to go for that, like, to be a film director or something like that. And I remember him saying, um, that's not gonna be, that's not gonna make you any money. And um, so I ended up doing what he actually do. He actually asked me, he asked me, was telling me that, um, I think he suggested or he encouraged me to go to school to become a teacher. So I ended up going to college, um, you know, became a preschool teacher actually. So I have an early childhood education degree. And, but those are the things I think where I didn't have any control because he was paying for it. So I didn't really have any control over my future, so to speak, because I wanted to go film in and I, you know, become a teacher. Right. And so I think for me, that problem, those are just one of the examples, I think, of if we can talk about not having control. And so now that I have control um, as an adult, I think, you know, I've learned, I think things that have happened when I was in control of it, it was successful for me. And so I think it reinforced me to have a plan, be strategic in what I do. Um, and I, I think that's pretty much kind of where you and me talk about um, where it came from me. Uh, because I didn't like being a preschool teacher. I went, I went there because the, my dad told me to. I teased them, went there, and, and I didn't like that. I hated teachers. <laughs> jobs um, as far as control I think again um, you have jobs where you are expected to be you know to think for to you know have some type of control manage um, manage uh, your day because um, I've always worked in nonprofit nonprofit organizations working um, with people um, that have multiple barriers to employment or whatever it is um, mental health and I think you're out there you're in the community you are managing you are respected you are responsible for managing time, going to see clients, making sure paperwork is done and things like that. So I've always done that about um, probably about 25 years, on and off about 25 years I've been working with adults and children. And um, I think that's also where the control comes from. I had to, um, there was a productivity to meet and I had to meet that, you know, that goal. So I think that probably more so reinforced the control of making sure everything's, you know, at least there was a plan in place. You know, things go already, or at least there was a plan in place. So, so yeah. That's for me when it comes to control. But I'm, but it has caused, I think, um, anxiety when things, uh, you know, we always constantly worry about is this going to go well? What's going to happen? And so when that comes in, that's when I think for me, the spirituality, you know, pray before, mm-hmm. during, and after the situation, yes. you know, give it to God. Sounds like a complete circle of spirituality. Need it.
I mean, like you say, you want control, then you get anxiety about having control, so you give it back to God. And then, and then it goes back in. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Uh, mm -hmm. When you're not doing your 9 to 5, it relates to mental health wellness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have another venture that you're falling upon. Right? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, my other venture is I am a licensed esthetician. Um, and I just like people that don't know what estheticians <laughs> are. <laughs> so, a licensed esthetician is a person who basically um, beautifies the skin. They take care of the skin, beautify the skin. So, that's the basics um, of an esthetician. Um, but um, how I got into being an esthetician is um, I actually, um, I would just do my makeup. I would, I would do makeup um, on myself. And I would go to church, um, or I could be anywhere, probably anywhere in the country. And someone would stop me, and a woman would stop me and say, hey, who does your makeup? And I would say, I do. And they was like, oh, can you do my makeup? Because I have an event coming up. And I would um, tell them, I don't know how to do anybody's makeup. I've never gone to school for it. Never, I have no idea how to do anybody's makeup. I just, I barely learned how to do my own. Um, so I, I would, I would um, constantly uh, be approached by women that would ask me, who does your makeup? Where do you go? What products do you buy? Um, it could be my hair, it could be my makeup, it could be my wardrobe. Women were always asking me, where did you get your clothes from? Where you, you know, different, different questions. And I, you know, I could tell them. I would tell them where I got my clothes from, where I got my makeup from, products, where I get my hair products from, how I do my hair. They always, where I was, somebody was always admiring something about me. And so, but I would let them know, I have no idea how to do makeup. And I think one day it got to me and um, I said, God, if this is your will, if it's your will for me to um, go to school to learn how to do makeup, then make a way. And it was funny that I was sitting in church one day with that, you know, thinking, just sitting there, how am I going to go back to school? I don't have the money to go back to school to get makeup. And um, one of the sisters, we started, we struck up a conversation at church, and she was telling me that her daughter actually went to school. She actually told me she was a cosmetologist. I would have never known she was a cosmetologist by trade. Mm -hmm. And then she was telling me her daughter was going to school to become an esthetician. And I didn't quite know what an esthetician was. I never even had heard of an esthetician until, until a couple of years ago. <laughs> and what they did, you know, what does it entail? And she was telling me that she went to a, um, to the school. I don't know if I could say the school, but she went to school. Uh, so it was uh, Durham, Durham Tech. And she said she was going in there. Um, and um, I said, well, let me look into it. Let me do my research. And she was telling me how much it costs to go to Durham Tech for the esthetician program. And... Um, so I um, looked into it, did my research, and I realized it costs the money. It depends on where you go to become an esthetician. It costs a lot of money. And, but Durham Tech seemed to be the cheapest. So I said, you know what, I'm going to look into it. And again, this was still, still all up in the air, trying to you know, do my research. I went to the school um, for an interview. And the instructor, something about her presence. Um, and I was like, this is where I need to be. It was just something about her interaction with me, her presence, the way she was, the way she presented herself. She was telling me about the program and intrigued me more. Um, she took me on a tour, showed me, you know, the building and things like that. And I was just like, okay, you know, God, if it's your will, you know. Um, but um, prayed about it, let it go. Because <laughs> it was out of my control. And nobody had no idea I was going to become a makeup artist. And because um, I did my research, I knew that in order for me to work, into a, work in a salon, I had to be licensed to do makeup. And um, and I think it would make me more credible, you know, if I went to school and do what I was doing. So I think that's kind of where 
I went and um and like I said, I ended up getting the money and paid cash, paid it, you know, I had to pay for the school and things like that. And God ended up working, opened up, opening up doors for me. And um, here I am, I'm an esthetician. <laughs> and it's only, it was like a year. Um, most programs are more expensive, but they're like six months programs. Um, but this one was a year um, because of the, we wanted to call the schedule. So I, and I was like, okay, I can do a year for school. And I, I loved it. I, I absolutely love it. It was the hardest thing that, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do outside to get my grad, my graduate degree. Um, but I, 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 um, I did the program, I graduated top of my class. Um, being one of, the, I was actually one of the oldest in the classroom because I was going to school and I was competing against, you know, um, kids that were just graduating out of high school. And I thought they were going to run me over. I even asked the instructor, that was one of my concerns because I wanted to be in control, make sure if I'm going to do this program, I want to be successful in this program because I'm spending my money. And she assured me that I would, I would be successful. And she said, you're not the only one who, you know, um, your age come in the program and do an esthetician program, she said, you're going to be fine, you're going to be all right. And um, and like I said, she, she was absolutely right. But again, everything that I did, I prayed through it, any control that I had, I prayed through it. every test that I took, um, every exam I took, I prayed through it. And um, in the, like I said, graduate, top of my class, I was surprised. So, but here I am, an esthetician and practicing esthetician. Um, I love what I do um, to be able to help people um, walk out of that the room, you know, once I uh, finish working with them, they walk out and feel like that was the best thing, the best experience they've ever had. That is rewarding. Um, but to feel, make them feel relaxed. And they, they look good after after a facial, after a good facial, they look really, really good. So I love stuff like that. Um, so, and I do makeup. Um, a lot of women come to the spa and um, they get their makeup done, get facials done. And now I'm a, um, Certified uh, spray tan. <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm certified in spray tan, so yeah, I do that as well. So those are different things um, that I do now. This, the gear that I'm switching over to, just becoming, you know, just a full-time institution. Hopefully, one day. Mm -hmm. uh, you gonna walk so away? I do from, both, yeah. You gonna walk away from that now? Um, I think I'll always probably do mental health, and but probably in a different sense where the spa is different because I do um, massages and things like that. Um, so I think it's different because people do tell me their problems, they tell me what's going on, just like a cosmetologist, or hairstylist, you go and tell them everything that's going on with you. Right. I do it in the same sense. People tell me what's going on with them and, okay. you know, and because therapy is therapy in a sense, mental health therapy. They work hand in hand. I can definitely see that. Yeah, Self-esteem, coping skills, yeah. anxiety, depression. Yeah. You said massages? Yeah, I do back massages, facial massages. Yeah. Mind, body, soul, right? Mind, body, soul. <laughs> yeah. The world is going through a lot of things right now. The Delta variant, stress and anxiety that are all time high. Yet in the city, there's an all time non compliance factor. How have you dealt with the anxiety dealing with such peril in our world? I think, um, again, just going back to um, giving it to God and praying every day. Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, I take care of myself as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, I eat well. Um, <laughs> I, try to eat, I try to eat well. Mm -hmm. um, also take my vitamins. Mm -hmm. um, drink plenty of water, as I have water now. Um, but that's that's how I've been doing. Definitely prayer. 
Um, because we don't have, I don't think any of us have even told how much, how well you eat or exercise or things like that. I don't think anyone's have any, excuse me, real control. And the only thing I can do to control Gemma and to keep Gemma's stress level down is to pray about it. Okay. You always talk yourself in the third person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, just, just for this presentation. <laughs> That's what's up. Other than eating well, sleeping well, and exercise, I don't think you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, working, I'm, working, I'm working on the exercise. Praying. I work over 40 hours a week. And it's guaranteed your spirituality. What other things do you do that contribute to your wellness? Mm. You journal? I do actually. I actually, um, actually not journal. What I well, I don't know if you call this, but um, one of the sisters challenged me. Um, we were we were talking, and she she challenged me to start a journal to put in. Um, what is it? Uh, things that. Uh, so I'll say in my journal, I will you know things that I'm grateful. For. She started. She asked me to start a grateful journal, mm -hmm. something that I'm grateful. For. I'm challenged to when I sit down, and I do it on the weekends. Okay. Every weekend, I'll sit down and I'll I'll put in, you know, and it doesn't. It, it, she, her guidance was it doesn't have to be a long list of things. It might be one or two things, but whatever what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I did start um, journal, just write it down. You know, I'm grateful for my children or whatever today. Like today, I would journal about grateful for being part of the podcast. Podcast. So I appreciate. Thank you so much um, for inviting me on the podcast. But that's one of the things that I would put in my journal. Gratitude journal. Um, yeah. yeah, that's important. Because a lot of times we navigate ourselves through this world and we see everything that's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And we fail to see the good things that are in our lives that contribute to it. So I think, you know, adhering to writing about things you're grateful for is important. Mm -hmm. And can situate yourself back to being on the wellness path. You know why she might have asked you to do such a thing? I think it's probably the same thing you're saying is to, to try to focus on not so much everything that's bad, but the good, you know, what's happened good in your life. Um, so I think that pretty much what her, why her suggestion was. Because she was doing it. She was doing it, and I guess she saw how it's beneficial in her life. And so right. she suggested for me. How long have you been doing it? Uh, since the pandemic, from since last year. I started last year. Mm -hmm. yeah. And another thing that I started to, there's an app. Um, I'm not sure if I can even say the name of the app, but there's an app that... You don't have restrictions on the show, you can curse. Well, I, I, um, I've been following this lady for years, more than 20 years. Um, Iyanla Benzin, familiar with her, I know her, but I've read her books, I've bought her books. And um, she has this app, and basically it's principles that she puts out there. Um, it could be compassion, it could be grace, it could be forgiveness, but every weekend she has three principles for you to journal about, to think about, to pray about, and that's also another app that's been helpful for me, and I write that, that's another journal that I have that I write down um, the three principles and what I, what I got out of what she said based on her definition of that particular principle. So that's another thing that I focus on and I have to um, But I wanted to mention, I have to, I have to mention this there, there are um, there are people that I talk to um, like probably on a weekly basis, and they they have been my biggest biggest encouragers, if you will, if that's a word, you know, if I can say it. But they they've been people that have been like my, my cheerleaders, I would say, 
um, been in my corner whenever I'm down, whenever I'm up. Like they, they have, told, you know, let me know, you know, my skill sets, things that I take for granted that um, we do every day. We, 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 you know, we type. We, you know, we're typing constantly in front of our computer. But they, they, they have been my biggest, biggest supporters to let me know what my skill sets were, mm-hmm. um, who I am as a person. Um, and I find because I, and I always go back and say my um, I don't know if you know but I'm sure you heard about the love languages mm-hmm. and my love language is definitely um, quality time um, words of affirmation so you can tell me every day Jimmy you're amazing every day Jimmy you're wonderful that you did a great job today the turnaround that you can see in my life what I would do with those it's some it's it, it, it surprises me you know that I can just I it just helps me do um, um, some things that I probably otherwise wouldn't do wouldn't even take the time to do but um I believe I'm here today and I believe the things that I've had in my life because of the words back from people have told me that you you know you know the things you know just good things positive things and I thrive on that and not everybody does it but for me I thrive on that quality time of spending time talking, just, I love to talk. Mm -hmm. I love to interact. And that helps me thrive. Mm -hmm. For whatever, I feel good about myself. I I got myself, I was hurt, I felt hurt. That helps me, that really helps me. That's a great, great, great things to call upon for your overall wellness and recovery. (laughs) (laughs) Under control. (laughs) So you're right, you're right. Control free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell us about the last book you read. Oh, the last book I read. Yeah, think about that one. <laughs> you don't read? I haven't, I have not. I, I honestly, since um, pre-COVID, um, or actually either pre or during COVID, mm-hmm. there was a time, I, I want to say pre-COVID, there was a time that I could read three books. Oh, <laughs> I was reading three books at the same time. Simultaneously? Simultaneously, I read three books. At, well, you know what I mean? Like, I had three books that I was, like, reading, yeah, you know, yeah. different times, throughout the week, with yeah, different yeah. books. Definitely one of them being the Bible. Yeah. But I had at least three books that I was reading. And mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I said, I got to get back into reading again. What do you think um, you off of that? I think, um, I think definitely um, going back to work, um, you know, you know, because now I'm back to work full time, and I think, I think that, and um, I think what's what's been happening, because I think my focus has changed. Like I said, I told you, I do the app, mm-hmm. I do my journaling. Um, I've also been getting into um, every other week. Uh, I um, I hang out with the sisters, the single sisters at my church. We have a devotional every mm-hmm. other Saturday. Um, then I have another another group of sisters that I pray with every Saturday morning. Um, so I think in between, you know, doing them, like working, I work more than 40 hours, I work over time, work a lot. Mm-hmm. And then trying to, you know, pray and devotionals and things like that. I think it kind of got me off because I'm tired by the end of the day. Um, and I think that kind of threw me off with it. There was a time where I was reading probably about three books. Um, yeah, like um, the, probably the last book that I was trying to get into was Michelle's Obama's book um, mm-hmm. called Becoming. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta finish that book. So I started it and I didn't finish it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I broke it. I broke it. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't say broke it, but I got. I gotta uh, get back. I just gotta get back to my because I, I do love to read. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. So what's next? Um, next on my table, um, what I want, I'm gonna play my wish list. My my. Um, Cause I did a uh, what they call it um, 
a vision board. Mm -hmm. And part of my vision board was going to school. Yeah. And that was something that I had no, like I said, I just put it on my vision board and that, that was the time I was even knowing what I was gonna do as far as school. But I, I did that as a checklist, off the checklist, I knew the school was done. Um, but my, my next is to be a business owner. That, that's my next, okay. you know, my own business. Um, you know, possibly uh, you know, my own spot. Okay. That's the next on uh, <laughs> the vision board. That's next on the wish list. That's next in my vision or what, you know, what I envision for myself. I'm not sure how big, how small. I'm not sure where it's going to go. And, and I think that's the control thing because I want to know where it's going to go. But I think that's the thing where I feel like God loves us so much. He wants so much for us. Um, I know that he, 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 there's a scripture that I love. Um, and it says, now unto him, Ephesians 3 and 20, it says, now, now unto him who is able to do a measure more than you can ask or imagine. So I, even though, even if I imagine what I want for myself, God has a greater imagination than I will ever have. And so for me, because he loves me so much. So right. I think for me, um, this is, God knows my heart. He knows what I want to do. And I know he'll take me there, but I just have to trust him. Um, the people that put in my life to get me there. I, and like, for instance, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, me too. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to do a podcast. I, I tell people about it and I was like, wow, that's really and it was crazy. I had um, we did something with our church, and there was a sing the singles did something, and there was singles on the on the Zoom, and they did a podcast. They did like a replica of a podcast. It was amazing. And I told the sister that I loved it. I actually, you know, got to meet her, and I told her it was great, you know. And um, and it's funny. I'm sitting here, probably like maybe a year later, doing a podcast. It's amazing. So that has. In this amazing, amazing space with amazing individuals, so all who I've been admiring for like two years now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm here. This is so good. This is uh, my love language is not words of affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> What's your love language, sir? <laughs> quality time, probably. Okay. Um. Yeah, quality, quality time. Yeah. yeah. Gifts. Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You heard it. You heard it straight. Between those two, they kind of they're right there. First, the affirmation is like dead last. Acts of service is next to last. Just the touches right above that, I guess. But yeah, um, quality time, gifts. <laughs> See, say, you gotta say it one more time. <laughs> so I'll make sure I got it. But gifts is not like you know physical thing. Gifts could be in some ways an act of service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, get the time. Right. That exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel like when I spend time with somebody, and like you said, it doesn't necessarily have any, any physical gifts to exchange, but um, just that time, and I don't know what it is, I feel like amazing after I spent that quality time with that person. I feel like, uh, this feel, you know, any other word, I don't need another word, I know another word to describe it. Mm -hmm. It's indescribable, but I feel really good after I've spent quality time with the person. I'm the same way. That, to me, that's the greatest gift.
not going to play a quick game. You ready? No, because I don't know how to play tennis. No, no, tennis do it. Okay. That's just a prop. Okay. <laughs> Back Any last words you want to tell me? I'm missing a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> are you still going to get me one of your favorite? Can we ask that question? Okay. <laughs> I, I would say um, if, I, if I was to leave anybody with um, last words of wisdom or something that I learned, mm -hmm. um, one thing that when you that comes to mind off the top of my head is follow your heart. Follow your heart. I think it, um, follow your dreams. But I think definitely put God first. For me, anybody who's spiritual or, you know, I think for me is to follow you. Put God first um, and let him know what your dreams are. Again, he, he his imagination um, is way better than mine, <laughs> better than ours. And I, he loves us so much. I think he wants us to be happy. I think with all the studies that I've I have this year devotions that I've attended. I think for me, what I walk away with is that how much God loves me and wants me to be happy. Um, so telling him my dreams, I think for me, I would let someone know that I think definitely um, let him know what your heart to create you. He knows what you want. So I think, you know, following that. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you. Is there any social media or any way you want people to follow the websites or whatever? <laughs> Uh, off the top of my head, I wish I had my paper, but yeah, I am on Instagram, and it would be Butterfly, um, Butterfly MUK31. That's um, me on Instagram. Um, my Gmail, Jalsalam, uh, J L S A L A A M, at gmail.com. Email me or you can follow me on Instagram. All right. Thank you for coming on the Board of Therapy podcast. Thank you for having me. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban, I mean, please subscribe to the More Than Therapy podcast, streaming on all podcast apps and YouTube. That's the More Than Therapy podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And if you have subscribed, tell a friend to tell a friend. Be well, be great. And that is a More Than Therapy perspective. This episode brought to you by Poddex. Poddex are great conversation starters for podcasts. It can also be utilized in interaction with others, first dates, date nights, um, game nights with your friends, or icebreakers at a meeting. And that's Poddex, P-O-D-D-E-C-K-S.com. And if you use the promo code Border Therapy with no spaces, you get 10% off of any purchase made at Poddex. That's poddex.com and user code with no spaces, more than therapy. Okay, so we're going to utilize some of our deal with Poddex this episode. I'm just to top it off or whatever. Today we're going to be utilizing the interview deck of Poddex. If I can get the top off. There it is. <laughs> Let me shuffle it up. Let's talk about the Cuban shuffle, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Interview Decks by Poddex. Brought to you by Poddex.com. Who would you play in a movie? No. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie? Who would you see a big actress or actor? Depending on your sexual preference. <laughs> that you would like to play you in a movie? Why? Um, she's an actress I always admired. Really? Yeah, because of her style. I think definitely because of her because of her style. Her, she has she has impeccable, I think, style in terms of clothing, her hair, her makeup. She has a great team that works um, you know, for you know, her wardrobe, if you will. But yeah, I think her team is late the people that she chooses to work with her to make her look great, I think they're excellent. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. I'm not saying anything else that's her in terms of her style. She's a very beautiful woman. Um, and in terms of her fashion picks, her style, impeccable. Halle Berry. <laughs> and that's my... That's your that's final my, That's my five years I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the Bible, <laughs> what book belongs on everyone's bookshelf? Recipe. Hmm? Recipe book. Which one? Recipe book. It doesn't matter if you're any recipe book of their choice, but I think a recipe book. Is essential for everyone's bookshelf? Outside of a journal. Because <laughs> what happens is you don't want to keep you don't want to keep cooking the same meals all the time and begin to be boring. So if you have a recipe book, it gives you a variety of things and if there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? <laughs> uh, all of my favorites. <laughs> One would be meat. Okay. <laughs> um, I like I like turkey. So turkey would be on your sandwich. Turkey, um, spinach, tomatoes. Would it spinach be cooked or raw? It would be raw. Okay. Um, tomatoes? Yep, tomatoes, um, pickles, onions. Mm-hmm. And White onions or red or yellow? Um, I like the, um, the, like the purple okay. onions. Okay. Okay. Because we call them red onions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it. I might have a side of um, olives, chopped, you know, cut, cut olives. Mm-hmm. No dressing, mayonnaise, mustard. Um, yeah, mayonnaise on the bread. Uh, and mayonnaise? Yes. <laughs> I love mayonnaise. I'm a hummus girl. Uh, and the bread would be, uh, it's the flat bread. Yes. Okay. All right. And that'd be the Jenna sandwich? <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be you have, that's one choice. And then it would be another choice of the sandwich with the same toppings. Would the tuna be cooked or raw? Right. <laughs> if you had to delete all 
applications from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? <laughs> which three apps would you keep on your phone if you had to delete all the rest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, one would be my text. I would keep that. Um, I would keep the Bible one. And one more would be my GPS. Okay. <laughs> you don't like to get lost. I don't like to get lost. It's not a control thing. What are you most excited about right now? Being with Felipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Very excited. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite hero? A fiction. Uh, fiction, fiction. That's a uh, fan fiction. You say you read the Bible, so you can pick it up. Didn't he do that? Didn't he do that? So, fiction is the uh, non-fiction is um, real, right? Fiction is um, false. Uh, made up. Okay, made up characters. So, so yeah, you just works out the Bible for life. No, <laughs> I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna who is your favorite hero of fiction? Mm. Believe it or not, I have to say it would be Storm. And, and the person that played her character is Halle Berry. Really? Storm, yeah. That's pretty good. And also, I mean, for me, I, I'm a Marvel, I love Marvel comics, so I, 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 you know, I could be any one of the women that played in those parts. Storm is good. She's a long guy. I wish I had some But who are your heroes in real life? Oh man. I have a lot of heroes. Um, a lot. Yeah, I do have a lot of heroes um, in my life. And definitely my, my parents, um, my heroes. Um, if you talk about hero on earth, you know, so to speak. <laughs>
that lets them know that their their works, you know, let them know their worth, um, their beliefs in them. Um, it is hard to navigate this world. So for me, that would be uh, one of one of my pet peeves. I would want them to have a, I would develop a program around helping young girls develop who they are mm -hmm. as individuals. And I know there's programs all around that deal with them, but you know, if you ask me, yeah. that would be a cherry on Which living person do you most admire? Mm -hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Uh, definitely Oprah. <laughs> and what she's done, I think, um, her accomplishments. Oprah? Um, oh. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of people out there. Um, that I admire, but one one of them, you know, would be her. Mm -hmm. I do. I know. I admire. Um, I mean, you know, the obvious. I don't, you know, I think the obvious probably would be Michelle Obama. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a, <clears throat> Maya Angelou, Michelle Obama, Oprah. You know, there's there's, there's a number to to, uh, to to name. But for me, I think the levels of what she's accomplished. Um, I, I feel like you know she. I do admire what she's done. Despite a lot of other stuff, you know, if you take away all that stuff, you know, whatever politics and things like that, I think to what she's done and what she still continues to do, um, I think it's great. I think because but there's a lot of lot of women that so many that I that yeah. I can think of and um, whether they're living or you know um, not living, but there's so many women that I, that I've followed over the years and, and that I speak in person. Right. Final question. <laughs> What would be your best day ever? Spend time with my kids and my grandkids. They stay here in North Carolina? No. So that would be, that's why I could be my best day ever. Spend that time with Yeah. All right. And that was an example of how to use Poddex, <laughs> which you can find at poddex.com. And if you use the promo code, more than therapy, without spaces, you get 10% off your physical purchases at poddex.com, where you can get each of these decks, t-shirts, hats, cups, a lot of things related to podcasts. And that's poddex.com. Use a code more than there without the spaces. <laughs> Oh, yeah.